We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit W-Y-N-N-B-E-T dot com to start winning I'm working hard for respect in my city I'm working hard for respect yeah you think you got it I got it for real you think you got what I got uh. this one for those they forget in my city this one for those they forget Oh my god, I got Croatia. You excited? Another qualifier? Yes, 12 out of the last 14. Yeah, major tournaments? Yeah, for a country of 4 million people, I think that's damn impressive. Hmm. When's the the ones that you missed? Are Uh, there any like recent? Euro 2000 and World Cup 2010. They missed the South Africa one. That was the one. I didn't start watching until 06, so that 2010 was pretty big miss. But other than that, they've been fairly successful and. The previous finalist, which I'm looking forward to everybody saying in the lead up next year for probably the last time. But yeah, obviously I'm buzzing about that. And you got to be buzzing with Team America, Christian yeah. Pulisic. Right now, at the time we're recording, it's 1-1 against Jamaica. But they had that big win against Mexico last weekend. Very definitive. Yeah, man. And you know what? That's three straight wins that the men's team has against Mexico mm-hmm. in a calendar year. Because they beat them twice in those gold cups, which... I hey, we watched one, and we got hyped. Yeah, and yeah. Th- and th- that crowd... But that was <laughs> that was the real gold cup, uh, though, the one that we watched. Because, like, McKinney played, Pulisic played. Right. And then when they beat them the second go-round, it was like... That was like weird, a... Na- they did the Nations the League. The Nations yeah, League yeah, yeah, yeah. or some yeah. shit like that. But, yeah, man, it's it's been pretty... They've been pretty impressive. And <laughs> Alex, shouts to Alex, he, he was in town a couple weeks ago. And he's like, dude, more and more people are starting to talk about USA soccer. Like, I was like, well, just remember who said it first. <laughs> he sent me a clip. Some uh, British, big British soccer podcast yeah. said that the next non-European World Cup champion will be the United States. Over Brazil. 
Damn. Brazil's never winning a World Cup with Neymar. Oh, I could see. Is that's, he? That's why. Look, they won the Copa without him playing. Uh huh. He has that. You know, Bill Simmons calls it the Ewing theory. It's like when Patrick Ewing left the Knicks. Uh huh. They made the finals that one year. It's like he calls it the Ewing theory. So he'll talk about players that like leave teams and then they become like really successful like immediately. He's just got like a bad aura around them. As great as he is. Look, yeah. there is not a soccer player in the world that I am more fascinated by watching when he's on. Mm-hmm. Like when he's on, bro, if you go and watch that Barcelona PSG game yeah. where he was on Barcelona, Burr, how he just that comeback. Com- the 6-1 comeback yeah. com- completely dominates them. Uh-huh. And just flash, charisma, the ball control, the the moves. Mm-hmm. There's no one better. Burr. But... A lot of a lot of my friends who are Brazilian, they're like, yo, anytime he gets the ball, it's a lot of standing and watching. And then you see them play without him. Mm-hmm. Like, Brazil's still stacked. Yeah. Neymar is just, you know, he's like a top five mm-hmm. soccer player in the world. Right. But I don't think I don't think they win a World Cup with him. Man. Thoughts? Keep thoughts? that in mind. Take? I think that's harsh. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I always think of Brazil. I'm like, all right, they're always top three, top five. Like, they're just loaded. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, I mean they'll definitely be loaded. They'll definitely be good. Yeah. Um, the way the way Messi's playing, this is mm-hmm. probably is definitely going to be his last major tournament. This really is the tournament of last hurrahs. Ronaldo like, also said Ronaldo, they still got to qualify. Yes, they they got their own problems. Damn, they botched it against the Serbs. Like Serbia is back. Croatia's not the only Balkan country that's going to be in the World Cup. Like unbelievable. So it's going to be Modric's farewell too. So. We're going to see some, and it's probably more I'm forgetting. I think PK is still playing. So, um, yeah, it's I'm still processing that's in the winter. Like, I'm trying not to let that ruin my mood, even though it really is a buzzkill. But whatever, we just got to embrace it. I try not to focus. I, as I grow older, I'm trying not to get too upset about things that are out of my control or things that we kind of kn- knew already. So, I guess at this point is what it is. And November 18th to December 16th, it's going to be pure chaos. Yeah, that's when it uh, it's going to be finalized. Now, I do want to mention, since we're talking about this right now, um, just some of the teams that have already qualified, just like off the top. Uh, already qualified, obviously, Qatar, because they're the hosts. Germany, Denmark, Brazil, France, Belgium, Croatia, Spain, England, the Netherlands. A lot of powerhouses there, mm-hmm. Alan. I threw your, your, yes. your, your people in there, too. Uh, I think they kind of deserve it. And then you got Serbia and Switzerland. Switzerland forever, Sweet 16. Hey, <laughs> to be fair, they made to Elite Eight last time yeah. and they beat the, the top dogs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I still think, like, um, Ralph asked me on Sunday, he was like, who do you think is the favorite? I'm like, I'm still riding with France just because that squad's so loaded. But what a letdown France was in the Euros. I'm about to pull that up right now just to give you uh, mm-hmm. just an idea of what the... I do fully expect Germany to be back, though. Like, now I think Germany's going to be one of the main... Because they got in Hansi Flick, who won, like, every trophy at Bayern. Like, he's a legit coach. And just getting rid of Joachim Lowe after how many years, I, I expect Germany to be right up there. So, France is tied with the aforementioned Brazil. Mm-hmm. Then you got England and Spain. Yeah, I expected England. Then you got four teams with the same odds. Italy... Germany, Argentina, and Belgium. Then Portugal, Netherlands. That's together. A, that's another team last hurrah. Belgium. 
So last like three turns, I go, oh, Bro, I'm, done. I'm done. I'm done. I've, 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 lost, I've lost so much money on England and uh, Belgium in major tournaments. Like as far as I, I win money on them like game to game, but long term props and to win mm-hmm. the tournament, oh, it's been a nightmare. To be fair, the last two times Belgium has lost to the eventual champion, so it's not like they're just completely collapsing. It's just yeah, you know what that doesn't do? Nothing <laughs> for my pockets, Alan. Nothing for the what pockets. We can do. Well, Yo, we've talked about this in passing, and we we didn't really talk about this as a talking point for this episode, mm-hmm. but. We floated the idea around of how crazy next winter is going to be. Because it's going to be around this time. Yeah. Are you ready for that? I don't think anyone's going to be ready until it actually comes. Just like that day to day. And you got to take into account the times. Because I, I didn't watch the 2002 World Cup. Because I think that was the last World Cup in Asia. And I heard the times for that was like 4 a.m., 6 a.m., 8 a.m. So you would think now, given how much soccer has evolved and how much of America is every like they gotta appeal to the American audience. I just wonder what the time's gonna be like. I could tell you one thing about the O two World Cup. My first real memories of a sports fan is that. That's oh. my birth of really, really loving sports. Now look I was Claudio Rania? I was I was eleven, mm-hmm. right? And I had watched I had been to games, mm-hmm. played it my whole life, but there were like spurts of moments throughout like, I remember the 98 World Cup. I remember mm-hmm. the Zidane header in France. Ever since then, I was like, oh, I love this uh, French team. 98 World Cup. I yeah, missed yeah, out. Damn. <laughs> so, I remember, like, certain things, right? Like, I remember the Kevin Dyson play with the Rams and Titans. Like, I remember, the, I remember the, the Giants Super Bowl, obviously, because my whole family mm-hmm. was, like, some some people went, mm-hmm. went out. But, like, my first, like, real sports memory was that. And, and my dad, to this day, still wakes up early, 2 o'clock in the morning to go to work. And we were living in a story at the time. He would wake me up at three to watch the second half of the game with him. And then when wow. the game would end, he would leave for work. Mm-hmm. So you see Germany. Brazil. Uh, Brazil mm-hmm. played. Uh, South Korea. France Brazil, didn't yeah. qualify out the group. Right. They lost to Senegal. Yeah. Alhaji do you oh. remember him? <laughs> ended up playing on like, Liverpool. I, I think, think that was the last time Ireland did well at a tournament. I, I miss Ireland being good. Dude. The U.S. lost to Germany on the handball with Michael Bollock. Right. It was like an iconic play. It's 0-0. That was quarterfinals. Quarterfinals, uh, yeah. Because that's... I love those USA old school jerseys. Bro, that USA team beat a Luis Figo-led Portugal team. Wow. That's We're beating right. Group stage. Nothing. Did Brian McBride hit the header? Yeah. And then they beat... They beat Mexico 2-0 in the round of 16. I was about to say, that wasn't... Wow, that would do... Imagine that now. Like, yeah, U.S., man. Mexico in the World Cup knockout stage. Bro, and then from there, they lose to Germany. Mm-hmm. And it was a 0-0 game. And then it was... I'm pretty sure it was Balak. A header comes down near post. And he, like, blatantly just <laughs> stops the ball. And the American players are losing their mind. And it was just nothing. Oh, man. See, VAR wasn't around back then. Dude, there's a lot. There's going to be a lot of content, man. Yeah, NBA. You'll have college basketball. I know. I know you love college basketball. You'll have for me. College basketball doesn't really start till January, but there are big games that happen. But like, I like the conference. To me, that that's where it, I think that's the same with college football. I feel like the conference games are where it's at. That's when you start picking it up. Yeah, to me, that's where you see who the real contenders are. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. And then, yeah, I mean, obviously, you got the NFL. So yeah, it's just, just it's too much. It's like, like that time. I feel like during that time, we need to get like thirty hours, not twenty-four hours, to like just function with all this. But, 
But speaking of NFL, though, we got. I thought this was a pretty crazy week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, from upsets to letdowns with new guys on new teams. No dominant team. I think we could. Well, we kind of already knew that, but now we could be assured. So I talked about that with Dunbar on the pod and about just how weird this NFL season has been. Now, who would you who would you say right now is the favorite for you? Not odds wise, from what you've watched, what Allen has consumed, who would you say is the team that you trust the most in a big spot right now? Tampa Bay. Still? Yeah. I know it was a letdown, but let's see him get healthy. I want to see Murphy Bunting. I want to see Carlton Davis back. Obviously, they get Gronk and AB. For, for whatever reason, Tyler Heineke has his best games against the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and for whatever reason, Top Bulls defense. I don't know. They go through weird spells. As much as I like Top Bulls, his defense is there. They get too soft. And as much as they're talented in the front seven, I just feel like you could get that secondary. And, you know, right now they got guys like Ross Cockrell and Pierre Desir. Like their corners are off the streets. So I think once they get healthy, I'm pretty confident in Tampa. Okay. Now, the pushback on that is the once they get healthy, and I know they're getting guys back. Mm-hmm. And I know it's going to sound hypocritical because one team that I spotlighted that I'm starting to hitch on the bandwagon is Green Bay because they're going to get a lot of guys back. Jari Alexander, Bakhtiari, not not this week, mm-hmm. but those aren't guys that are on IR. It's Darius Smith. Right. You're getting these guys back. Those are big additions or big returns. So, yeah, addition, yeah. addition for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, with Tampa Bay, everything needs to be perfect for them to be dominant. Like, because they, he doesn't have A, B, and Gronk, he's uh-huh. not going to be the same kind of guy? Well, I don't know about dominant, but, if, if, like, I like, look, at this point of the year, you can't expect everything to be clean. Like, look, it's a longer season. I believe Tampa already had their bye week. Yeah. So, at this point. So, that's gonna, another thing yeah. that I'm a little concerned about because they lost to New Orleans prior to the bye. Then they had the bye, and now they lost to Washington. When they take the field against the Giants, I think their last win was a month ago. Wow. So it's been a while since they won. Right. But they've shown that they, look, last year they got hot after they had like a three game losing streak and then they won every game since. I think it's just a matter of they need to get guys healthy. And then, you know, I do think Brady, like his average, he's not throwing the ball deep as much. Like I know he's checking it down a lot more. So I don't know if it's just a stretch where he needs more rest or is, you know, he's starting to get a little panicky in the pocket. But, I, and another thing is, like, I don't think they've had too many home games because. Mm. I know, look, Washington, sorry, worst team in the NFL, terrible atmosphere. I have nothing good to say about Washington home base. But you know, playing New Orleans, that's it's a hostile environment. So I, I wasn't – it was shocking to see him lose there, but I wasn't surprised that he struggled. I just think Tampa Bay, you got to trust just the, not just the death, but just they've proven it, and they have the continuity there. Like this is a team that didn't need to make too many big additions. The roster was fine. So I'm not, I'm not too good. I just – at this point of the year, like I look at teams in the trenches, like obviously we're on top of the Rams and how much they look soft right now. To me, Tampa Bay will never be soft with how much talent they have both on the offensive and defense line. You have to trust that. And then with the playmakers, at this point, it's just you hope their secondary could somewhat put it together. Because look, that secondary is never going to be good. Mm. They just got to be functional. That, that's pretty much it. I think you're putting a lot of stock into Brady, and rightfully so. Mm. You're, are you really concerned about him? I've been concerned about them from – from the beginning oh okay. yeah because i don't think that secondary is that good and then especially when they started losing all their guys and when you get a report that richard sherman coming back is going to be a boost for us 
That's a little concerning to me. I know, but you could make the same case for like Green Bay's wide receivers outside Devonta, or just their weapons in general. Yeah, but at least those guys have been with Rodgers for the last couple of years. Well, Tampa's they've had the guys that's just now you got to retool. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's but fair. to me, they're those are the two top teams like that we're debating on, and you know I do wonder how much. I think Aaron Jones will be out two to three weeks. And look, I love me some AJ. I think AJ Jones one of the quietly one of the more fun players to watch in the league. Just watch like when he hits the hole and like like you saw Bobby Wagner try to tackle him. Dylan just carried him five yards into the end zone. Like trying to tackle AJ Dylan one on one. Good luck with that. Like he like I'm really excited to see what he could do in the hands roll. Like you gotta assume Lafleur is gonna get him twenty touches. Now, you talk about the trenches, and that's a big part of football. I think it's the most important part of football outside of the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's – you look at that last Super Bowl, it is the most important. Yeah. The trenches is everything. You have a strong D-line against a weak offensive line, that's going to win you the game mm-hmm. 90% of the time. So, the Rams, what's good with them? They're getting beat up. Is it is it the trenches, though? Is it the offensive line? Because the defensive line, you get Von Miller also, you got Aaron Donald, and they just got bullied yesterday by mm-hmm. Trent Williams, Alex Mack. Like, they got after him. Like, even the receivers were getting after corners, and you expect someone like Jalen Ramsey at least make some plays in the run game, and it was just nothing there. Like, constantly, Mitchell was getting to the second level, and it's got to be concerned. And not, look, man, cool as a Garopp. I don't think I've seen Garoppolo play that well in a good two years. Like, Garoppolo was slinging the ball, and he wasn't pushing the ball downfield because he's not that type of quarterback, but just the intermediate throws. He was threading the needle, so you got to give it up to Garoppolo. But as for the Rams, it's just – some of this has to be on Stafford, though. There's no denying Stafford's looked bad. He's overthrowing a lot of players. He's, the chemistry – look, the Odell interception, I think that was more of miscommunication, but – it's just you see some of his throws. He's just he's not accurate right now. And 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 as good as he was in Detroit, I know that was a bad situation. But we saw some Iraq play in Detroit. And I don't know if right now he's putting too much on his plate. Like he's he's kind of pressing. But his, besides Cooper Cup, it doesn't seem like he's comfortable throwing anybody. And they just lost Robert Woods, and that's a huge loss. That's massive, yeah. uh, massive for them. And also, why why do routes like that to Odell deep deep routes like that where you don't have the timing? Why not? Work Odell with a screen pass or a slant. Something right. uh, slant is a timing route too, mm-hmm. but something just to get the ball in his hands to make him. Because he's plays. literally been on a team for four days. I'm like, you can't really expect him to know the playbook. But I will say it's a point. Like I thought Higby, oof, what a horrible game he had. Yeah, Two he bad drops, including one that led to a pick and six. And they also ran the ball, I think, 11, 10 or 11 times as a team yesterday. Right. Mc- can't Mc- have that, I think man. McVay got two copies. Like, I hated that fake field goal at the end. Like, what were we trying to prove there? Like, it's 12 seconds left. You're not going to score a touchdown. Yeah. Just take three points. Like, I just, I think collectively the Rams have completely let themselves down. But I just, you just look in the trenches, like, like the, the left guard Edwards in particular, he was getting bullied. Ha- Haven't signed, never been crazy about their left tackles. Look, God bless Andrew Whitworth. But you, you guys concerned this time of year? He's forty years, 40 old. years old. Yeah, like like it's just the wear and tear. And and I don't know the Rams. They never like they never had the biggest. Like they don't have that true nose tackle, that one tech D lineman. But you expect at least the speed on their defense to take over, and it just it's not there. Like their linebacking play is non-existent. So you get concerned. Like they're going to be playing teams like Arizona, Dallas. Hell, you know we know Green Bay and Tampa can run the ball too. Like these teams well, are going to run the ball on them. Well, the Rams come off the bye, which is perfect timing for them yeah, to get the bye. Yeah. Two game losing streak coming out the bye. You got the Packers. 
Then they got Arizona. Yeah, so you better fi- fix it. You better get it situated. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're going to have no home games in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. even with that game, that game head-to-head with the, with the Cardinals that they're going to mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. already losing to them. Now you're going to have to go to Arizona. And from a, just a seeding st- standpoint in the NFC, you drop that game to the Packers, mm-hmm. it could get bad for the Rams. Mm-hmm. It could get bad for the Rams. Do you buy this notion that Odell might already have tanked the locker room? Have you seen those slow uh, I know they're funny memes. Like, there was a side-by-side of Odell yeah. kind of looking, and it looked like Stafford was off to the side. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yo, you know my dad watches these games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of trust the leaders in that locker room. But I do think I'm, I'm concerned about McVay and Stafford because those two are supposed to lead everything. Mm. And right now, it's just – this Rams seems too good to be getting essentially blown out. Like, to me – Okay, maybe the Titans game wasn't a blowout, but it wasn't competitive. And now this game, you're losing to a Niners team that has looked bad recently. But, yo, they've dominated McVay and the Rams, these Niners. The, the, Niners Five are very straight. good division. They're a very yeah. good division team. I know they got swept by Arizona this year, but I'm talking about it, over the course of Shan's tenure there. They play the division really well. And, look, man, I, I was very critical of the Niners last week, understandably so. But when Shan's still capable of putting together a great game plan, and if you, you scheme things up right, it works. Like, who would have thought Debo Samuel was like their Cordell Patterson now, taking carries, roaming around, when his fantasy games too. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. (laughs) Ah, NFL football is finally back. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find NFL tickets anymore. No matter where you are, TickPick is the place to go. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites are charging. This allows them to guarantee the best prices on all NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you $110%. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Hell, I might even go out to Vegas before this football season ends catch a Raider game out there because you know I'm not going to watch the Giants 
put me out my misery. I'm going to use TickPick to go find the tickets. I'm going to use TickPick to find me the best seat in the house. So visit TickPick.com slash VM and you can save $10 on your first order of any NFL tickets anywhere. That's right. It's TickPick.com slash VM. $10 on your first order of any tickets. Another team I want to talk about, not from a concern standpoint, but uh, for me at least, what the fuck standpoint is the Patriots. Where is Impy right now? Where is Impy right now? He's already sent me screenshots of odds. He sent me uh, the schedule. He's like, yo, they're going to win the East. Sent me all this chaos. Where did this come from? Because, dude, I'm telling you, we agreed on this when we were on with him. There is nothing that they do that if I was, if my team played against them, there's nothing that they have or do that would scare me. I think they're one of the best coach teams in the league. Obviously, you got Belichick. But but what McDonald's is doing, too, I thought he's, what they did against Cleveland, hugely impressive. Just a lot of misdirection, how they're utilizing Kendrick Bourne, who has been completely anonymous up until this point. But the way they're running him on reverses, then getting involved down the seam, like, all right, he could be somebody. And then Hunter Henry in the red zone. Like, we've been waiting to see, like, how are they going to p- utilize these pieces? Because they've had so many different players. And, you know, I was more excited by John Smith than Nelson Aguilar, but they seem to be kind of periphery right now. But it's just, I think, what McDowell's doing. And I, I think we kind of underestimated how good that O-line is. Mm. They they ate up Cleveland. And Cleveland, you want to talk about looking soft. Considering how much they invest up front, I was shocked at just how they got pummeled in the trenches. And I forgot how big the addition Trent Brown was. Obviously, you have Dave Andrews and Shaq Mason. Like they've been, I feel like they've been Patriots for 10 years at this point. But it's just that O-line and then how well coached they are and... Look, give up to Mac Jones. He's not pushing the ball downfield. He's not necessarily making these explosive plays, but the guy is very accurate. And when you have an accurate quarterback, it could take you a long way. Yeah. And we didn't mention defense. Yeah, well, their defense. I I was going to mention Judon just being an absolute just game record. Dude has been making so many plays, leadership, the whole nine. How about J.C. Jackson? J.C. Jackson, too, is now a really, really good DB. I also think that they're creating pressure in really – fascinating ways mm-hmm. like these like disguises like i was watching this one um this one dude posted those like gifts that you mm-hmm. do yeah i think he jocked your style oh, it's okay you, you started it people first. do it <laughs> um but it was showing how like they stack the box and the one side is like overly aggressive looking mm-hmm. like they're gonna blitz yeah. and then they're the ones that drop and it comes from the other side oh. and they just like smash baker right. And they got their chess piece back in Calvin and Noy, mm-hmm. which was a big addition. Adrian Phillips is playing well, too. And when you're playing a quarterback that gets very panicky in the pocket, good things could happen. So really well done by New England. I was Because I was hyping up Cleveland. I thought Cleveland would win that pretty – not defensively, especially losing Nick Chubb, but I thought Cleveland was a better team, definitely more talented, and didn't look like they belonged in the same football field. Nah, and they're on a – they've won five of the last six. Their only loss is an overtime loss to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. They're on a four-game winning streak. They have a very favorable opponent on Thursday. Yeah, they play your your Falcons. Um, now, what do we what do we make of them? Like, do we do we think they could go? I, I'm still. I know it's Belichick. I get it. 
But the fact that they have a rookie quarterback, and I know he's not playing like a rookie. I could see them getting a wild card, but I'd still take Buffalo to win this division. Uh, and they do yeah. play each other two more times. Those going to be great games. And it's a it's a weird spot because the Patriots have a... Um, week 14 bye? When is their bye? I'm pretty sure it's week 14, which is so weird to say. Um, No, I can't seem to see it right now. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah in between... So they have at Buffalo, by, at Colts, then Bills again. That's a, that's gonna so be a pretty defensive stretch. It's that spot where you play like the same team twice in like three games. Oh man, Carson Wentz against Bill Belichick. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Yo, I I I don't know, man. There's just something about them that I just I still don't. I, we have to give them the respect, though. Because, no, for sure, and that's why we're, we're spotlighting yeah, when, when, them. Because when, that after, that blow uh, to me that was the biggest statement. From uh, last week. And all their wins have been dominating wins. Yeah. Like, even, you know, the Chargers came down. Uh, Texans, uh, that got a little dicey. <laughs> but, but, look, they might not have the personnel of a Buffalo or Kansas City or even the Chargers. But great coaching goes a long way. And when you have that stability in the trenches and you have a quarterback that's not making mistakes, they could – they could win those twenty to seventeen games that they need to. Their defense, they could force turnovers. That's another thing. Like I wonder what their turnover. If you could look this up, what their uh, turnover margin is right now. I bet it's top five in the league. Because it, it sounds basic to say, but like it goes a long way when your quarterback isn't giving the ball to the team and your defense is averaging at one or two takeaways a game. Would you say they were top five? I would say they're top five in turnover margin. They have a plus three turnover differential. Yeah, that's not that and great. They, they're positive. They're top ten. Okay, that, that's still solid. Top yeah. ten. Bills first. Colts second. Oh, Bills feast on how many back quarterbacks? The great Mike White. And then you got Cardinals, Packers, Vikings, Cowboys. And the Vikings are up there, and they're still with that record. Oh, that's saying no, the Vikings are cursed, man. Yeah, they're. They've like, had. Uh, how do you have that high of a turnover margin? Oh, man. Yeah, plus six. The highest is Buffalo, plus fourteen. The worst in the league. If you have to guess the worst in the league, who would it be? Jets. Yes. Come Let's on, go. those picks. Minus fifteen. <laughs> minus fifteen. And yo, you know which one is fascinating? That's on here. The Chiefs minus eight. They they have the third worst. They've had horrible turnover luck. Yeah. And, and then and then it's the Ravens too. Another team that's had some freak issues. The rest of those teams is like. It's Chicago, it's Washington, it's Jacksonville, the 49ers, Jets. Mm-hmm. It's always interesting stuff, but usually at the end of the year, majority of teams in the positive range are in the playoffs. We, we, we mentioned Minnesota having a top point differential. I think this is a big game for them. There's a couple of games this week, Alan, mm-hmm. that are sort of uh, not so much winner goes home, though there is one that we're going to spotlight that I feel is a, a loser leaves town match, mm-hmm. to use a wrestling reference. Mm-hmm. However, Vikings, Packers, Vikings are at home. I think this game, if they want to have a chance at the playoffs, though, you know what? I can't even say that with confidence because that bottom of the NFC. Yeah, this is, is this is no elimination. Game. Yeah. Uh, until you get nine losses, I'll, maybe when you get to nine losses, you're eliminated. Giants, Giants? Hey, you're the one who called it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'll tell you this much. You'll, you'll be feeling different next week. 
if the Giants end up winning that game. All I know is I saw a stat before I was coming here that the Giants are 32nd league in red zone touchdown rate. They're 43%. Yeah. So Morning to you. Have you seen some of the play calls that they tried doing? End of rounds to Evan Ingram and screen passes to Devontae Booker. It's too much, man. The red zone. It's the red zone. Why do we even bring this up, man? Why do we even bring this up? Okay. Vikings Packers. Yeah. This game right here is massive for Minnesota. It's also big for the Packers, not just because it's a division game. If you're Mm -hmm. Green Bay, you want to get a chance to run that shit back in the playoffs with everyone coming to Lambeau. Right. And I think it's important for their offense to get going because that Seattle game was just a long slop fest. I hear you. I agree. Pushback is Rodgers didn't practice for like 10 days. Right, right, yeah. No, I just now they want to get into rhythm. Right. And they're going against the right defense to do it. So uh, that's that's a positive thing. But given the high standards he sets for himself and just knowing how, like to me, the Packers are always organized and they're always well coached, at least offensively. Defensively, you know, I'm still recovering from Mike Pettin. But uh, <laughs> but offensively, you know what to expect from them. Like, Devon Adams get plenty of easy openings, and then Aaron Rodgers again had to high percentage throws, and the running backs are getting involved. Even though, like, I want to see, like, we talked about it before, like, A.J. Dillon, I want us to see him rumbling. Like, you know what's crazy? A.J. Dillon, he has more 20 yard catches this year than 20 yard runs. Like, they, I think the Packers got to be one of the best teams running screens. Like, they just know it generates so much easy yardage. And this Vikings defense, I know they played well against the Chargers, but personnel-wise, I'm still pretty underwhelmed by them. The Packers, when they get their two guys back, Alexander and Smith, on defense, mm-hmm. am I crazy to think they might have the best defense in the league? The defense is playing like the best. <laughs> I know it's it's fresh off a shutout, and I get it. And, and that was another thing, right? They're talking about Russ, first time he's been shut out in his career, mm-hmm. over 150 starts, whatever those numbers were. Dude had pins in his arm mm. until, like, Wednesday of last week. Yeah. But, look, their players are making, like, Amos and Savage might be the best safety doing the league. Like, yeah. they're making plays. Devondre Campbell, man, played for the Falcons four years. Never looked. He, he looked more like a career backup than an all-pro, but now he's looking like an all-pro. You know Kenny Clark is going to bring it. So, they have players. And I, all across the board, uh, we even mentioned Eric Stokes. Finally, they get in a corner. You know, once Shire Alexander's back, they don't have to play Kevin King anymore. Kevin King doing his best, doing his best to drop such an easy interception. Did you see that play? Oh yeah, yeah. In the end, God, time, like, like, I, I, like I don't know how you. Even when you make a play, you don't make a play. It's the weirdest thing. Like ever. oh my God. but uh, like Green Bay, they're getting a lot. Like Dean Lowry, who's like a career journeyman, he's making. Play. They're, just, they're just getting contributions all over. So I think you have to give huge credit to this Green Bay defense. Like, look what they did that Thursday night against Arizona. That's another prime example. So the Packers, trying to pull up some trends of the last couple of times that these two teams have played each other. 4-5-1, and one, there was a tie also in this matchup. There were some ugly ones, I remember. Some ugly ones, yeah. Um, Green Bay... You know, you mentioned Stokes. I like Stokes because you were talking about him for like defensive rookie of the year kind of. I mentioned. I mentioned. Just like. It's it's Michael Parsons award. I know, but I mentioned Algilari too and and Asante Samuel. Like, yeah, obviously we know Parsons is going to win it and now his odds are even crazier. It's basically just like don't get hurt the last like eight games that you have. But he's been having a really good season too. I want to see what happens with A.J. Dillon now as 
the bell cow. Now you can't split with Aaron Jones. And you're a big Aaron Jones guy. I remember yeah. you were hype when he got paid. You're like, I love good running backs, good players getting paid. Why not? Got to do it. Got to do it. <laughs> but with A.J. Dillon now, now you're inserted into a role where pass protection, running the ball, mm-hmm. catching the ball. I think there the are, expectations There are ball security are, issues with him. Yeah, and the expectations now is, hey, man, you're not just going to get 15 touches. Now you might get 25, mm-hmm. and you're going to be out there for 80% of the snaps. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I'm going to be looking at because this is going to be the first time that we see him in this kind of role. Right. Because right. last year, he even like got going until I think it was that week 16 game against Tennessee on Sunday night. One of those yeah. classic snowy green. By the way, man, when, when it snows in Green Bay, it just makes the game – 20 times more enjoyable i just get even even as bad as that game was against seattle i just loved just the slightest the visual yeah the visual it was funny i saw i was talking to will yesterday before we started recording he was like hey man you know the only people that like those snow games are the fans he's like we hate them shits (laughs) those are not good those are not a good time it's cold as hell he's like yo props to the people that come and just sit there at least we're out there moving and shit Uh and like we can stay warm but it's just too much but yeah the visual of lambo with the snow Yo, Kirk Cousins has played really well this year, man. He has the highest TD to interception ratio in the league. He has just, like, I feel flown under the radar. Is it because it's Kirk Cousins and it's kind of just stale with him? I think he's learning not to put the ball in harm's way. Like, I see him taking more sacks. Not not to downplay Kirk Cousins because I do think he's playing well. But it's just it's just a matter of him not taking as many risks and kind of trusting the play calling. Like, I think Minnesota... They are dialing up things that they more high percentage looks like Conklin's getting more involved. Dylan's doing his thing, but man, when you have a guy like Justin Jefferson making the catches that he's making, like that performance against the Chargers, quietly one of the best receiver points performance of the year. Like he made about three or four catches, just up in the air near the sideline, just high pointing it, unbelievable. Like I think within the next two three years, he's going to be up there as one of the top two or three receivers. Like he's scary. Nah, he's a beast. Yeah, he's a beast for sure. And it's just a matter of they have to get the ball to him. Like the 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 Baltimore game, he had like three targets. The Dallas game, he had like four targets. It's like this guy needs twelve targets a game, and they finally did it. What do you know? They won a huge game on the road against a good Chargers team. Yeah. Did you did you watch that game on the two minute drive where they challenged that catch that he made on the sideline? I didn't see that. No, I only saw highlights. Bro. <laughs> I couldn't believe that it got challenged. Like, it was such a definitive catch. I'm like, what are we doing? And it took longer. Like, they got calls from New York. I was like, what is happening? I'm yelling at my TV. I'm like, yo, that's a catch. Like, let's move on. Why are we stalling this game? It made no sense to me. Dalvin Cook got going last week, too. That's what they need. Cook and Jefferson. That's pretty much going to drive them. Yo, don't forget about Thielen, too. He makes things happen. And they've they've been using Conklin a lot, also. I think that's what they got to do in the red zone, in particular. Because he's a good threat there. So... They get creative there, man. C.J. Ham is quietly one of the better fullbacks, too. I feel like they somehow figure out a way to get him involved every week. So they got pieces, Minnesota. It's just the big concern with them is defensively they're not as good, and they just find ways to lose. Like, And it's well documented. Like They've lost some horrible games this year between Arizona and Cincy and Baltimore. It's just these late games. It, I think Dallas is a horrible loss. Dallas too. was definitely a horrible loss, too. But that was, I'm talking about that was like not a last-second loss. Yeah, right, yeah. 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 Yo, yeah, that's true. But then again, can you make the argument that they've also won games at the end? The Detroit game comes The Detroit game, they should have lost that. Yeah. The Chargers, they, I mean, they did have no, a they 10 won point that. lead. They yeah, won yeah, that. you're right, you're right. But I think, I think Green Bay wins this game, though. I 
yeah, like I look at Devontae Adams against those corners. Like Devontae Adams usually owns Minnesota. I could see him putting up close to 200. And I'm just, it's just I whenever I see Kirk Cousins against the defense as surging, I'm just concerned by it. And Minnesota's mm-hmm. pass protection is still kind of suspect. I think Minnesota's going. Cook needs 25 carries, and Jefferson like that. That's pretty much the recipe. Cook 25 carries. Jefferson needs at least 12 targets. Get the on the ball in the red zone. But it's just I don't know. Minnesota, they just don't have enough talent right now. Like people haven't talked about losing Daniel Hunter. Like, at this point, they're just relying on Zimmer blitzes and. Aaron Rodgers is one of the last quarterbacks who won blitz, so I'm pretty confident going Green Bay here. Last subplot of this game, the game is at 1 o'clock. Kirk Cousins at 1 o'clock as opposed to playing on primetime and, and later windows. You've heard those before? I've, I know I know he's horrible on primetime. Yeah, primetime. Yeah. I think he's like 1 in 17 in primetime. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Don't worry. Daniel Jones is 0 in 8, I believe, on primetime also. Oh, man. I, he had that Washington stat, and then Lawrence had to ruin it. That's it. That's it. Uh, what's another game you want to talk about? Well, we always got that big 425 game, and we got two gunslingers. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for this one, man. I'm much more excited about this after Sunday night. The Chiefs look to slowly get their mojo back, even though I do think the Raiders kind of shape things up for them rather nicely. But still, it's great to see the Chiefs scoring 40 points again, and and Mahomes doing the stuff that he's been doing. Yeah. He's been doing this all year, too. It's just that he didn't throw any interceptions. Mm-hmm. The like bad those, ro- those rollouts, like the pass that he made to Darrell Williams. To be, f- man, Abram, like we make, dude, yeah. like Jamal Adams gets a lot of heat for being a safety no ball skills. Abram, I put him, like that was Abram, come on. He was targeted nine yeah. times, gave up 143 yards and two touchdowns. That's about liability. Oof. Oh, yeah, but. But I and I also like the fact that uh, Mahomes and Tyreek Kill, they're still very productive together. I had no idea Desmond Trufant was on the Raiders until that moment. Like, that, was so, that was so random. And he's wearing number ten. I'm like, this is just not a good fit. Yo, I can't stand the number changes. It's so, so confusing, bro. There's a number yeah. eighteen playing corner. I'm like, what is happening? Is it is it a punt? The worst is Le'Veon Bell. Oh my yeah. god, too much, man. Yeah. But uh, no, it was and. Now they're playing a high-powered offense in Dallas, who they hit their stride. And like this game just made for a shootout. It's just a matter of, I think, what defense, which defense is going to force more turnovers. Like This game is made for a honey batch or, or digs to just make that interception or fourth fumble that completely turns the tide. Because you know these offenses are going to score. Yeah, I would assume so also that the offenses are going to put up big numbers here. Chiefs are 6-4. and four, Cowboys are 7-2. and two. Cowboys pretty much now are playing for seeding more so than they're playing for division, mm-hmm. right? I think, like, by week 13, they'll probably have the division locked up. The Chiefs now, are we sure they're back, or is it the implosion over the last month of all the shit that's happened in Vegas finally just caught up to the Raiders, and they just begin to, like, the Raiders go one and six the rest of the way. Yeah, I definitely don't think they're back. I just think it was it was very encouraging to see them at least clicking offensively because, man, they scored, like, you look at those games against the Giants and Packers, like, they didn't hit 20, or no, they hit 20 points against the Giants, correct? Yeah, it was, it was like 20, 20 to 17. Yeah. But it was just, the, the offense looked very flat, and Mahomes wasn't pushing the ball downfield, and... 
maybe because of the matchup, because like Gus Bradley was playing like this cover three and he was just inviting deep throws. But at least you see the Chiefs, they're also producing a lot of plays after a catch. Like Kelsey uh, had a big night and he was making a lot of things happen after a catch because that's where Kelsey, at this point, I think Kelsey is not the vertical threat he, he once was just because maybe age and just body breaking down, but at least he's still dangerous after a catch and seeing him get going was huge. Also, just historically kills the Raiders. Yeah. Just so. absolutely just undresses them. Them in Denver, he does the best against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Dallas might be Dallas should get their flowers for being a team that we need to maybe trust and take put them into that top tier of like Super Bowl favorites, I think. It just I'm still the defense, I just when they go up against a powerhouse offense, what's the like, how are they going to hold up? Because I'm still cautious about that defense. I I like that they bounce back against the Falcons, yeah. but I can't get the 30-0 going into the fourth mm-hmm. quarter that Denver just put on because right. I don't think Denver is good at all. And no. then you see what happens in Denver; they get throttled by the Eagles. Mm-hmm. It's just the NFL's been weird, bro. Right. I've, I've been saying that so many times, but I really want to point out that it's it's been a really uh-huh. weird and wacky season. Mm-hmm. Now, with this one, the Chiefs, the one thing that I liked that they did last week and ever since CEH went down, it seems like they trust Williams. And if they can develop a running game that they could give the ball to a guy 15, 16 times, mm-hmm. kill the clock, the threat of a play action, things like that. I think it goes a long way for them. And also, Kelsey and Hill are going to continue to have to, like, one of them can't have a quiet game. Like, both of them need to be going off. Yeah. If they're going to have a quiet game, it better be against a bad team. And the Chiefs, I believe, don't play another bad team on the schedule for now because they're all the, playing teams all over 500. I got the schedule in front of yeah. me. It's the hardest remaining schedule the rest of the way. So there is a much margin for error. However, they have three straight home games. Okay, that's huge arrowhead. They got the Cowboys this week. They got a bye. Then they got home Denver, home Vegas. Then short week against the Chargers, home Steelers. That, so four of the next five with a bye week. Is at home. We know by Andy Reid have bye weeks. Ooh, that Chargers game though. Short week. They need that one. They're gonna need yeah. that one. It's gonna be in SoFi. They've already dropped the yeah. game to them. So. And then you close out with home Steelers mm-hmm. on the road against Cincinnati, which now doesn't look as it still could be tricky. Yeah, 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 it could be. Yeah. And then close out the year against Denver. Look, man, this is a team that you, you gotta You can't count them out. You can't count them out, it's, no. It's just I just don't like you don't know what to make of them week by week, but I do like the fact that at least offense is starting to find some rhythm. The offensive line looks healthy. These are things they need because regardless of what's going on with the team, they need a score minimum thirty points against good teams to win because you just that you can't trust that defense. Well, there's there's one thing that I've noticed between the Chiefs and then the Pittsburgh Steelers that their offensive lines and even New England too mm-hmm. the offensive lines now are starting to play a lot better than they were in the beginning of the year and a lot of that is dude you have three four new starters on the offensive line mm-hmm. coming in it's right. going to take some time to adjust and especially in Kansas City where they had all these new guys coming in and then you whole look at, new left side yeah and then you look at the the Cowboys they got so many guys back too mm-hmm. although Tyron Smith's been injured and they, they 
they they'll need him back eventually because yeah. a big part of their loss against Denver, like Terrence Steele, for some reason, amazing at right tackle, cannot play anything left like left tackle. He just looks lost. He allowed like nine pressures and two sacks. Like he's just one of those players that needs to be on the right side. So I think if, you know I don't know like what Tyron Smith's status is, but he's still one of our most valuable players, and they gotta get him back. And they're gonna get Lawrence back at some point, which would be big. So. Uh, I, there's plenty of reasons to be optimistic about Dallas. Like I do think they're going to win this game. I, oh, we, you we, do. We, yeah, we haven't even mentioned Gallup being back. That's another vertical Gallup, threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for sure. and also like you can you can run on Kansas City. Right. And Zeke Zeke hasn't had a monster game yet. Like last week he scored two touchdowns, but what do you have like fifty yards? He had that monster game against Philly, but that feels like yeah. ages ago. But yeah, that was like week three. Week but that three. offense is so loaded; just everyone's going to get their piece and. They've built a real juggernaut like Kellen Moore. He just continues pushing. And whether it's vertical shot to see Lamb or they'll go with Dalton Schultz down the seam or so, like they're they're another team that knows that sub screens as well. Like like it just it's a it's a pattern where it's like these the majority of the top teams in the NFL, they're so dangerous on the screen. Yeah. So um I'm I'm confident with Dallas here. I think the, even though Denver game was a disaster, and I'm not taking much from that Falcons game because that, that game was just ripe for the picking. Like, I knew they were going to obliterate them. It wasn't. So then Cordell Patterson went down. I was like, all right, well, this game's going to be a wrap. Now it's just a matter of Dallas. Everyone gets healthy, get Gallup back into the fold, and defensively, maybe a couple of players start emerging. You know, um, you know Diggs, another interception, and uh, I think I see Van der Rush making more plays too, which is big because he's been. He's been played by injuries the past few years, so yeah. I'm also pretty yeah. sure that they didn't pick up the fifth year option on him mm-hmm. too. So dude's gonna want to get paid. Right. That's one thing that talking to uh, some of the guys that come on the pod for upsets and underdogs, and even like some people that we've spoken to, those guys going into contract years, it's it's, it's a real thing. It's a real thing mm-hmm. that they want to perform mm-hmm. very well to get paid, and mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a big a reason why Baker's man. playing. Yeah, and it's yeah. a and it's a business too. Mm-hmm. Like, I asked um, when the whole Raiders stuff went down. I was asking, well, like, yo, what's it like in the locker room? He's like, dude, I'm, he's like, I'm only gonna speak on my behalf, but that stuff, no coach can like rile me up and like motivational mm-hmm. stuff. He's like, nah, man, it's a business. Mm-hmm. I gotta do what I gotta do. He's like, I don't, I kill that noise. Mm-hmm. I don't gotta worry. But there are other players that it plays a a, a role in it. Right. So very. Who are you picking? <sighs> I don't want to say the Chiefs are back because I think that that loss is not going to age well. Mm-hmm. You just you do worry about Mike McCarthy against Andy Reid, but I think I doubt Dallas is good, man. I just feel like Dallas is so much more talented, and they I just trust some, them. All. Yo, Dallas top to bottom might have the best roster in all of football. I still go Tampa Bay. I think they have the best offense. I'll give them that. Yeah, offense. Yeah, yeah. I, I think their offense is just. When it when Dak is accurate, especially and with Gallup too, yeah. and the running back and the tight end that they right. use, yeah, it's hard, man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Kansas City. I'm gonna go with Kansas City only because they're at home. Okay. Only because they're at home. And you think Tyreek breaks open? I can see. I'm, I can just see me at Tyreek Hill game. I'm I'm really excited. You know what? I think so too. Because I think people are gonna be worried about Stephon, uh, Trayvon Diggs, but mm-hmm. Diggs is very aggressive. Mm-hmm. He get burned on a double move. Tyree could he can have a nuclear two hundred yard game. You talk about Devontae Adams having yeah. two hundred yards. 
And and I think a lot of people might not feel that way because mm-hmm. of how good Diggs has been. But in coverage, he could get. I saw Tony light yeah. him up. Tim Patrick beat him a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So and plus they move they move Hill around. They so do. They, I've been seeing him on the slot a lot more. So Hill's gonna get his. But I'm gonna go with Kansas City, I and I, I'm liking this call of Tyreek Hill going mm-hmm. a little crazy. I think this game, last game that we were talking about before we wrap up, I think this game is an actual loser leaves town match, and it's a Sunday night football game. The Pittsburgh Steelers against the Los Angeles Chargers. Both of these teams right now, Alan. What do you make of both of these teams? Come on, for very ugly weeks. Ugly weeks, yeah. Even though you tied to Detroit, it's that's, ugly. A, that's, a, that's a loss. That should be two losses. The fact that you tied to, to the Lions. And, and to have two fumbles on drives that... Had momentum. That Deontay Johnson fumble was just so unacceptable. Oh, man. Yeah. Because he was breaking open. Like, he was about to get the field goal. I really thought that he was going to score. Like, on that first cutback, and you saw the guy coming to block Mm -hmm. for him, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, really bad turnover. So, right now, as currently constructed, the Steelers are the five seed. They're five, three, and one. The Chargers are the seven seed, five, and four. And then you have a bunch of five and four, five and five teams chasing after them. You have twelve teams in the AFC with five or more wins, Allen. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't like what I've seen from the Chargers the last month. It's been a bad month for them. Last four week games they played have been awful. They haven't been able to score more than twenty eight more than twenty eight mm-hmm. points. They're giving up a bunch of points. For as much talent as they have on defense, seems like they can't make any stops. They're soft. They're soft. Yeah. They they consistently get bullied. Even the Eagles were going after him. The Vikings obviously got after him. It's just... If Herbert doesn't play a fascinating game, he was like 32 of 36 against Philly. They lose yeah. that game. Oh, absolutely. Like, that was a game where your franchise quarterback took over mm-hmm. and he won that game for you. And I think because the defense is underperforming and just they get bullied up front, I think the Chargers are running more of a controlling short quick passing offense like there's been there's an offensive coordinator game more heat right now than joe lombardi everyone's going after joe lombardi and i think part of it is just right now a they don't trust the defense but then they kind of want to run like similar to what new orleans used to run why i don't and which does not fit justin herbert's skill set whatsoever and look at those first four weeks when you're three and one and you have mike williams running wild mike williams hasn't had more than 60 yards since like week five yeah that browns game that's which is so disappointing because he he looked electrifying those two. Yeah. We were talking about him a few times mm-hmm. about how a guy coming into a contract year he could be the next guy to you know get a nice mm-hmm. contract. Balling mm-hmm. out has the quarterback now. You have Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. and I even like Parham. Parham is the good. tight end, yeah, like around. like really good athlete. Mm-hmm. Jared Cook, the grizzled vet, mm-hmm. Austin Eckler. And you're doing a lot of that New Orleans shit where your personnel isn't what New Orleans had. Right. This this personnel is better than what New Orleans had. That's why you have to do dink and dunk. Right. With Drew Brees. I, I think they're also a little worried about the offensive line because I know Bulaga's gotten injured and there's it's just Chargers offensive line being Chargers offense a lot. But but look, Lombardi, he uh he doesn't have the greatest resume. Like people forget he was the guy who got fired and then Jim Bob Cooter came in and took the lead by storm for about six weeks. So Lombardi does not have a good track record and. I don't know, it's just Staley's defense. I think teams know how to get at it now. And it's just, it's it's very disappointing because the Chargers, you look at their roster, you get immediately excited. And now it's just, 
they don't have much resistance and then they're not producing those explosive plays like those just like i still think herbert's playing relatively well it's just you're not getting those explosive chunk plays that you see like oh wow like, like usually herbert makes two or three wow throws a week and you still get him like there was one hit throw he hit keen Allen. i thought for sure it was gonna get picked off and he somehow just lofted it in beautiful throw like like i don't think herbert's the issue at all it's just coaching and teams knowing how to get their defense i think that's the biggest issue with the Chargers right now they might be getting a hobbled Steelers team coming in. We know that Micah Fitzpatrick has tested positive for COVID. Ooh. So his status is in doubt for Sunday. Don't know what the vaccine situation mm-hmm. is. I know if you are vaccinated, that was the big push for you to be vaccinated. If you got a positive test, you were able to at Two. least... What? Two false, I believe you need. Oh, you had to test negative yeah. twice back-to-back days right. 48 to hours yeah, yeah but that's if you were vaccinated correct um so and then uh, tj watt there's no structural damage to his knee but there is a chance he might sit and that dude's been an absolute baller yeah. game record worth every penny that they paid him and that's going to be big because you were talking about the offensive line for the chargers the strength of the defensive line for the steelers mm-hmm. if you don't have tj watt there i think justin herbert has a little more time to be comfortable in the pocket that's that's the difference maker for me here because I was thinking about Pittsburgh, but the, but Watts that's the heart and soul right there. Oh, dude, he's, he's 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 someone that could just turn over possessions. Yo, right? if when he got hurt in that Lions game, mm-hmm. he had gotten the big sack, and then the crowd is going crazy, and then they notice that he's still down, and then the crowd just like goes mute. Pin, yeah, carry a pin drop. Mm-hmm. It was wild. Yeah. That told you everything you needed to know mm-hmm. about what he means to that team. To him. To me, him and Cam Hayward are just everything. Like as great as Fitzpatrick is, like those two are the real anchors of that defense. Like that—that's what the people get behind. But I don't know. This game is such a clustered mess. Like they're both talented. It's just a lot of questions, a lot of uncertainty. We didn't even talk about Big Ben might be out for this too. Right, and it's just the plan right now for Pittsburgh is that they're going to go with the idea of it being Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. However, he's not going to take all the first-team reps. So, like, Big Ben is going to get some all also. Right. And, man, it's You can only give of, Najee Harris so many touches. Yeah. And Claypool's banged up. Like, like if it was healthy, I would, I would probably lean Steelers. And we haven't taken into account that the funniest part of this is that crowd's going to be full Steelers oh. Nation. Oh, prime time you know they're making that trip yes yes it's gonna be 75 it's gonna be a hostile environment for justin herbert it really is man it really is you see a lot of yellow towels kirk cousins was saying shouts to the vikings fans making it a home game when Mm -hmm. they were playing it sucks it's unfortunate yo if you're a chargers fan or a chargers ownership and you build that beautiful stadium i know the rams guy Mm -hmm. Cronky had a lot to do with it but Gotta be like, damn man, look at this stadium, and it's always just taken over by <laughs> the opposing it's fans. It's just like, what do we got to do? What do you think of uh, the season outlook for both of these teams after this week? Do you think? Do you feel like I feel that this is a loser leaves town, or or would you still hold on? Stock? At first, I didn't, but then you look at so many teams in the AFC. These so many five, six, one teams. Like Bro, it's, it's very weeks, crowded. Going into week eight, the Bengals were the top seed. <laughs> They're twelfth now. <laughs> so it's it's super crowded, and you you are concerned about how both teams are looking because like they have glaring weaknesses, and when, like if you talk about like what are the biggest positives of them, it's just 
like you're not really enthusiastic about either team right now. Like even though Pittsburgh was winning games beforehand, they're really scrapping out. I know Pittsburgh they're made to scrap out, but if they don't have players like Watt and Fitzpatrick, it's just they don't have enough talent. Yeah. So that's why I'm I'm, I'm gonna go Chargers. I'm not confident about it. I'm just going to rely on the better quarterback and just the fact that I don't think Pittsburgh's defense could cause enough havoc to because that's because essentially they're leaning on they're leaning on a D and Najee Harris and look Deontay Johnson will get seven catches but I don't think he's going to yeah. have that big of an impact so I mean dude if you don't have your quarterback you don't have a wide receiver you that, don't have your two best offensive players yeah. no Claypool there no, great yeah, vertical no, threat no Claypool yeah. uh, this is not going to happen but this is how I would react if I was ownership or a GM fireable offense if you're the Chargers and you lose this game we fire, fire Lombardi if <laughs> Lombardi yeah for sure yeah. but like obviously it's not going to happen because he yeah. just got his job I'm, yeah. I'm being sarcastic yeah. but dude if you don't have Watt you don't have Fitzpatrick you're at home mm-hmm. they have Mason Rudolph out there no Claypool like, dude, you gotta find a way to win this game Mason, however this yeah. was this was the Duck Hodges game mm-hmm. but we kind of know who Mason Rudolph is I know yeah it's at the not, time Duck Hodges was somewhat of unknown right but I'm yeah. saying it's still a it's still the backup quarterback for right. the team. And I, and I think now we have a lot more respect for the Chargers. And this is also the same matchup that Phillip Rivers and Keenan Allen, I think, combined for 20 catches. Oh That's something that football game. When on there for, who was, uh, was it Keith Butler, I think the linebacker <laughs> yeah, was? Yeah, I think so. Oh, Keenan Allen just being covered by a linebacker. And not even anything crazy, just like eight-yard hooks. Right. Like, like <laughs> look, we all love Mike Tom, and we greatly respect Mike Tom, but that was just one of those moments I'm like, man, Mike Tomlin, like, where are the adjustments? What are you doing here? So, I, I think this game is gonna be a big mess. But I'm gonna, I think you just gotta trust the quarterback, trust Joey Bosa and Derwin James, and Chargers get out with a win. But I'm not particularly excited right now by either team. I think both have major concerns. I'm going with the Chargers. It's too much to overcome, I think, for Pittsburgh. It's uh, Najee though, man. He's I love Najee. Who, who, how can you not love Najee? Yeah. Guy just, he just one of those running backs. I always see just breaking two, three tackles every time. He seems mad cool, too. Like, you mm-hmm. listen to him talking post games. He was doing yeah. the stuff with the ESPN Mexico right. guy. He's got to learn the rules, though. Yeah, he didn't know that it was a tie. That's crazy <laughs> to me, bro. That's crazy to me. There, there are players in the past that have said that, too. So, like, people are thinking, oh, he wasn't serious. Like, no, NFL players have said the past. Well, remember that, that one Patriots? It wasn't the Patriots, but the Patriot guys commented on Remember that game where it might have been the Ravens or Seahawks mm-hmm. where the ball went in the end zone and a defensive player like punched it out the back of the end zone and then it ended up being like a touchback? Oh man, I wish I could remember this. So there was a there was a play that decided a game where like the offense fumbled into the end zone and the DB or the linebacker hit the ball out the end zone and apparently you could do that. Like it's in the rules. Right. And then the offense was like blown away. The coaching staff was going mm-hmm. crazy, and then some. Pa- like uh, Adelius Thomas comes okay, out and goes years ago. Okay. The Patriots would practice that scenario at practice, and they were going about like, "Yo, Belichick has all the details. Mm-hmm. There's no like awkward spot for them. There's no spot that they're not comfortable in or that they haven't seen. Right. Even the the Malcolm the Malcolm Butler play, the Malcolm Butler play in the Super Bowl. Belichick saw all the chaos going on." With the sideline, they thought they were going to call a timeout. They just let it play out, mm-hmm. and they had practice that stack with Doug Baldwin cutting underneath the whole week. So yeah. it's 
basically what that play was showing is small like, details. Small details, yeah. man, go a long so, way. Going back to Najee Harris, not knowing like the rules. Right. There's just, just so many of them so. that you probably don't know about. You just expect me the coaching staff I educate him too, but then again, the player has to take the initiative. So yeah, for dude, sure, yeah, dude, this was fun. Where mm-hmm. uh, working on anything? Where can they find you? Uh, Alan Sturk, A L E N S T R K. It's a short week for the Falcons, so it's just gonna be like a quick game preview. It, it, these short weeks are, it's always hard covering football, and then you get the short weeks because it's like yeah. you gotta do podcasting here, then you gotta do editing here, and then you gotta try to put together your own piece. So. Uh, yeah, I know you'll enjoy your Sunday because you like it when the Falcons. Are I, do, I do, I do. Yeah. I get to watch good defenses. <laughs> at Nick Day is ten is where you can find me at Veterans Minimum. You can find everything for the show Patreon.com/slash Veterans Minimum. If you join the ten dollar tier or higher, and you win the monthly draw for the month of November, you will get UFC 269 on the house. We will send you money to buy it. Or you can go buy beers with it, whatever it might be. But it's a $70 package. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Veterans And we'll catch you guys next time.